Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and these Celtics beat the Milwaukee Bucks 109-81 in Game 7 and are advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals to take on the Miami Heat. Today's podcast is going to be all positive vibes. No negatives today because I don't care. We're not going to dive into any of it. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about still all the positives, and then we'll wrap up at the end of this talking about our series against Miami. Eastern Conference Finals. This same Celtics team that was below 500 in January are going to the Eastern Conference Finals to take on the Miami Heat. Uh, So we'll dive into that. But to get started here, the Celtics had 22 made threes, which is a record, an NBA record for any team in a Game 7. The previous record was 20. Grant Williams is our player of the game today, and he was a large part of that record right there. He went 7 of 18. He led the team in scoring today for the first time in his career. 27 points, 6 rebounds. On 7 of 18 from 3. This was Grant Williams elevating to a point where even Ime Adoka might call him Batman. My God, was he good tonight. Grant Williams, 10 of 22 from the field. Excellent defense on Giannis. Did have 5 fouls. Giannis just gets his. You got to give Giannis credit. The guy is going to battle no matter what scenario he's put on put in. Uh, but Grant Williams tonight shined as bright as it comes. Like you, just, at the beginning of the game, there was a point where he was one of four, I believe. And people in the Twitter chat that I'm in, Freaking out, saying Grant Williams is ridiculous, is bad, all this, blah, blah, blah. I clapped back so hard because basketball is a game of averages, right? It's a make-miss league. We've talked about it before. He's a 54, he's a 40% three-point shooter. Losing track of words here at this point because I'm so excited. He is a guy that goes out, led the team in three-point percentage this year, and he comes out one for four to start today's game, and people are complaining. Guys, relax. Relax. He's going to hit the shots, and he did absolutely that tonight. Seven of 18 from three. Everything he did tonight was a career high. It was a career high in three-point makes. It was a career high in three-point attempts. It was a career high in points. Just an unbelievable performance. This is Kelly Olynyk vintage performance where Kelly goes out, wills the Celtics to a victory in game seven. I don't know. I can't even remember how long ago it was. But this is Grant Williams stepping up when the lights are the brightest. And you need to give the man some freaking respect. My God, he still gets shit on a lot of the time. And it's not warranted. The guy was an absolute savage tonight. Listen, the Milwaukee Bucks tonight came out and dared him and Derek White to shoot. 
They were they were playing drop coverage. They were playing drop coverage against Grant Williams, who is arguably he was like top ten in the NBA, top five I think in the NBA in three point percentage. I know he was top five in corner three point percentage, and they're sagging off him, giving him these shots. And my God, did he make them pay? This was just an absolutely legendary performance from Grant Williams. And I've talked about it on this podcast before. This man is going to get paid. The Celtics need to do something about it. They need to lock this guy up because he deserves every bit of what he's going to earn. In tonight, 39 minutes, 39 minutes. He was second behind Al Horford, which I'm not thrilled that Al Horford had to play 40, but someone needs to guard Giannis. We don't have a ton of depth at the big man position. Daniel Tice did get in, played six minutes, uh, wasn't really that good. Uh, But again, negative vibes out the window. Not even going to talk about it. Grant Williams tonight, sensational. But then you can look at the rest of the team. Everybody stepped up. Jason Tatum tonight did get in foul trouble, uh, played 37 minutes though, so still solid, was lights out today. Five of nine from three, 23 points, five, actually six rebounds, eight assists, seven turnovers, not going to talk about it again, keep the negative vibes out, but Jason Tatum tonight, they talked about this on the broadcast as well, eight assists for Jason Tatum, he was doing Such a good job facilitating today. There was a big shift in today's game, looking at the rest of the series. Yes, we took a lot of three-pointers, 55. Uh, A lot of the threes that we took today, wow, 55 is a ton of three-point shots. But the Celtics shot 40%. But anyway, back to my original point. The Celtics, what they were able to do today was drive and dish. This isn't a game where guys are just going out, forcing up a bunch of pull-up threes. Jason Tatum did a fantastic job driving into the lane and finding guys. Obviously, Grant Williams, biggest benefactor there. Marcus Smart tonight, also 10 assists. He's another guy that got into the heart of the defense and just made plays. Found guys, 10 assists for Marcus Smart. Huge. Al Horford tonight, also six assists, as well as 10 rebounds. The guy is just throwing time away. Like everything, everyone kept talking about Al Horford being 35 years old. It doesn't matter. The guy is playing at such a high level right now. Six assists for him. So you look, three guys in the starting lineup. Marcus Smart, 10 assists. Tatum, eight assists. Al Horford, six assists. These guys are stepping up. They're making the right plays. And I didn't mention Jalen Brown in that mirage of assists, but he played fantastic tonight also. He had a couple of unbelievable drives uh, and just made the right plays. He took five threes. He was eight of 16 from the field, meaning more of his shots came from everything else, right? Drove to the basket. He had that unreal and one alley-oop from Jason Tatum, uh, which, mind you, was also Jason Tatum was like behind the three-point line. This was a drawn-up play from Ime after a timeout. Jalen Brown 
catches an alley-oop from Jason Tatum. And one. He had a couple of these plays tonight that were just unbelievable. Uh, But everybody stepped up. Every single person on this team stepped up that got minutes. Marcus Smart tonight, not a stellar shooting performance. Two of nine from the field, one of six from three. But made his impact on the defensive end and facilitating. One of the biggest plays in this game came with a second left. 0.9 seconds on the clock in the second quarter. Marcus Smart steals the ball from Giannis and throws up a prayer, gets fouled doing so. So this is a period where Giannis potentially can go out, make a shot, but instead Marcus Smart steals the ball, hits all three of his free throws, makes it a five-point game going into half. That right there is a potential five-point swing. It could have been tied at halftime. Instead, the Celtics had all of the momentum leading into that third quarter, and they carried out with it. To start the third quarter, the Celtics came out on an 11-4 run, as well as ending on a 5-0 run uh, in that second quarter. So that is a huge swing for the Celtics, and a lot of it stemmed from Marcus Smart on the defensive end, uh, as well as just driving in and making the right plays. So everyone, every single starter tonight, Grant, was unbelievable. Jason Tatum, although he got in foul trouble, was unbelievable. He had a couple Jason Tatum moments. Al Horford had a couple of Al Horford moments. Marcus Smart, fantastic at points. Jalen Brown, fantastic at points. If you go back and listen to the last podcast, I talked about my keys for today's game. And I thought it was going to be a game where Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown needed to go out and get 30 and 30. I thought this was going to be a Rain and Jays podcast. I was going to come out here, talk about how incredible the Jays were and how they single-handedly brought us to the Eastern Conference Finals. And while they certainly had a part in it, everybody stepped up. And I want to talk about another guy here, Peyton Pritchard who played some unbelievable minutes. Listen, Derek White struggled today from the field. One of 10. I thought he made a huge impact on the defensive end. Couple of fantastic defensive plays against Giannis. Uh, But even him, while he struggled, he also hit a three to go up 15 at the end of the third and then forced Giannis to travel immediately after. So a huge point in the game for him. So again, Derek White, while the stat sheet doesn't jump off, like it's not jumping off as a great game, he played well. But Peyton Pritchard, because Derek White didn't shoot well for for the majority of the game, Peyton Pritchard got a little bit more run. And Peyton Pritchard tonight ended with 14 points, five rebounds, three assists on four of six from three, five of seven overall. Peyton Pritchard came out And did everything also. Like this team, this Celtics team, stepped up when the lights were the brightest. How I like, I don't know how many ways you can go and look at this game and not be just super thrilled. Because the rest of this series was a dogfight. Even game five, like we were up by 
14 points. Milwaukee came back and won that game. Last game, pretty much a battle, right? Tonight, this is just, this is as good as it gets. This is one of the best games I have seen the Celtics team play this season. And this is game seven. Everybody stepped up. And you got to give a lot of credit to this Celtics defense tonight because Giannis really struggled. Like, and that's obviously, you know, take that with a grain of salt. He had 25 points, 20 rebounds, nine assists. I don't know how much he we can really say he struggled, but the Celtics made him work his ass off. And he looked exhausted. He was 10 of 26 from the field tonight, one of four from three. Only got to the free throw line six times, four of six from the line. This is a guy that has gone out there and had double digit free throws the majority of the series. And this is Giannis coming out here and really, really having to work. We saw him miss three point blank layups in this game because the Celtics were in his head and they were forcing him to play at such a high level and go out there and play almost every minute. He played 43 minutes tonight. The fact of the matter is the Celtics made Giannis win the game. Like they shut everybody else down. Brooke Lopez had a great stretch in the first half. Did not do much in the second. Drew Holiday, another struggling performance. 0 of 6 from 3. That's the difference in this ball game though. Like you look at it, the Celtics made 22 three-point shots. The Bucks four. Four. That is a massive massive difference. There was a 54 point difference just from points coming from threes. There's no team that is going to withstand that. I I like I don't care. I don't care. A lot of people want to argue saying that the Celtics are shooting too many threes. Some of the times that's true. And I'm not going to sit here and argue that. But if you look at the way the Celtics played tonight, this wasn't a game where they went out and really like took bad threes. A lot of those 55 threes that we took tonight were pretty open because guys were driving and dishing and finding guys. So these aren't bad shots. And I'm not going to sit here and say that this, this level of three-point making ability is sustainable because I don't think it is. But this is the type of offense that teams have been playing against Milwaukee all season long. Milwaukee's defense forces you to take threes. That's it. Milwaukee's defense is geared around blocking up the paint, making guys hit shots from the perimeter. The Celtics did it. That's not the way Miami plays, and we'll talk about that in the second half here. Uh, But you really, there there is no negative to take from today's game. At all. Every single guy stepped up. Jalen Brown, nine points in the third quarter. The Celtics just came out firing. Honestly, all four quarters. I I can't even just say third quarter. But first quarter, Milwaukee had a lead. They were up 26-20. But I think the Celtics were playing well. The shots weren't really falling. It was probably one of the worst shooting performances that we had. Uh... 
But you know what? It is what it is. We shot 5 of 14 from 3. 7 of 24. So 29% we shot in the first quarter. It was all Celtics. All Celtics. Quarters 2, 3, and 4. We outscored the Bucks 28-17 in the second. 31-21 in the third. And 30-17 to in that fourth quarter. It's as good as it gets. It is absolutely as good as it gets. With that being said, I'm wrapping this part up. This Celtics team proved to the world that they can compete at the highest level and compete for a championship. The Milwaukee Bucks are as good as it gets in the Eastern Conference. The Miami Heat are no slouches. But Milwaukee has the superstar factor with Giannis, right? This is a great team. And it's a great series win. I want to dive in and talk about the Miami series here. Before we dive into that, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I want to tell you a little bit about my favorite sponsor, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Greens Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Greens Nutrition products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States and extensively third-party tested for quality. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com and use this special promo code for a discount off your purchase. All right, let's talk some Miami Heat. So again, Celtics beat the Bucs 109-81, advanced the Eastern Conference Finals to face the Miami Heat. This Miami Heat team is good. I don't care what anyone says. They ended first in the Eastern Conference for a reason. uh, Because they battled the entire year. They did not take breaks. They They were injured and they played through it. This team's battle tested. They've got P.J. Tucker who won... A championship with the Bucks. They've got Jimmy Butler, a dog. Bam Adebayo, a dog. Kyle Lowry, a dog. Actually, and then you look, Tyler Hero, a dog. Duncan Robinson, a phenomenal shooter. You know, Oladipo, 
sort of battle-tested, a veteran, whatever you want to call him, he's still solid, right? This team has a bunch of guys that can go out and give you great minutes. Max Struess, a fantastic shooter. And it pains me to say that because, again, was sitting with the Celtics at one point, right? But this team has a bunch of guys that know their role, they're very well coached, and they know how to play basketball. And they know how to play basketball together well. So this is not going to be an easy series. However, a lot of series in the NBA are defined by the best player on the court. And I know that's not always the case, but we just faced Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in the world, and Giannis, who is arguably the best player in the world, and we took them, we took them both down, right? This series against uh, Miami, I actually think that we have the best player in that series. So this bodes well for the Celtics, but this is not a team where you're going to go out, take 55 threes, and win. You need to drive. You need to attack the paint on this team. Bam Adebayo is really good. Great defensive player. But this is not Giannis and it's not Brooke Lopez as far as shot blocking ability. Bam will go out there. I know we've all got that memory of him blocking Jason Tatum in the playoffs. uh, Burned in our memory at this point. Because that was a terrible moment for Celtics fans. Uh, But Bam is only going to do so much in the paint. You need to attack him. You need to try and get him in foul trouble. And you need to drive right at them. Because once you take out Bam, they don't have a ton of depth at the big man position. Again, this is not a Bucks team with two excellent rim protectors in Giannis and Lopez. It's not. They play small. Like, P.J. Tucker is there four, right? So he's about the same size as Tatum. He's actually smaller than Tatum. Got a little bit more girth, a little bit more weight to him. Jason Tatum can shoot over him. Now, every single person on this team is a good defender. So I'm not discounting Miami whatsoever. But this is a team that pretty handily beat Philly with injuries, right? Kyle Lowry did not play the majority of that series. And for the Celtics, just because all of the stars are kind of aligning here, Kyle Lowry is not expected to play game one. And that's huge. That's a huge, huge opportunity for the Celtics to steal a game on the road. Because... Unlike Milwaukee, we don't have home court advantage in this series. Miami was the number one team. They'll get that. They'll get home court advantage in this one, which means we need to steal one on the road. And if this series against the Bucs is any indication here, I don't think the Celtics care whatsoever where they're playing. The TD Garden was absolutely rocking today. One of the most hyped venues I've ever seen. I can't. I guess I can't say seen, but you could hear it through the broadcast. Like they just were so loud. The energy was there the entire game. The Celtics need to attack that. 
They need to make sure they can come into their home court with a victory under their belt. I don't care if it's game one. I don't care if it's game two, but it should be one of them. They need to make a statement. If they can come out in game one and punch Miami in the throat and take a game from them and then come back to Boston, this sets them up for a huge opportunity at making the NBA Finals. And I do, I'm not getting ahead of myself. That's not the point of what like the point of what I'm saying. What I'm getting at is this Miami team is going to battle all 48 minutes. There is no quit on that team. But the star power is in the Celtics' favor at this point. And it has not been the case in the first two series for this Celtics team. So you have to be optimistic about that. You have to be. A lot of people are talking about this too. Like, would you rather face Miami or Philly? I personally would have rather faced Miami. Like, I was happier facing Miami and not having to go against Giannis. And as much as I hate to say it, James Harden, right? James Harden played like trash against Miami. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit here and I'll still say that. I did not want to go into a series with Joel Embiid and James Harden. That's it. It's as simple as that. This Miami team is really good though. And they proved that against Philly. They proved it last year. They proved it the year before that. And honestly, they've proved it this entire regular season. Again, 53-29, best record in the Eastern Conference. It's not an easy conference anymore. This Eastern Conference is stacked as far as talent goes. Like, it's no longer Western Conference heavy. The Eastern Conference is the better conference. And that's it, right? And Miami was the team that came out on top. So this is going to be a tough series through and through. We need Rob to be back. And you can sense a little bit of optimism here because Rob Williams dressed today. Like he was available to play. Ime Odoka in the pregame said that Robert Williams is available and he's going to play as needed. Guess what? He wasn't needed. The Celtics came out, took care of business. They did not need Rob Williams in this game. They will need him in that series. Bam Adebayo is a tough physical guy. Al Horford, I think, is going to defend him well, right? But this is a chance for really Rob Williams to go out there and kind of guard Vincent, who's going to be taking the spot of Kyle Lowry in game one. He's not a a crazy three-point shooter. He can shoot from from deep. He can shoot from three. Uh, But it's going to be a chance for Robert Williams to go out there and play the way that he's been playing all year long. Play that free safety that we talk about on this podcast so often. Be that guy, right? So this is a good opportunity for him to get his feet wet. Do they roll with Robert Williams in the starting lineup? I don't know. Do they bring him off the bench, let Grant Williams continue to do his thing because size-wise he matches up with P.J. Tucker really well? Possibly, right? I think this is a really good matchup for the Celtics because they don't have a crazy like rotation of big men, 
Deadman, sure. He's okay. He's a big man. He's physical. He can stretch the floor a little bit. I'm not that worried about Deadman. The one big that you need to worry about is Bam. And because they only have one, it gives the Celtics a little bit more flexibility on where they go lineup-wise. Because if Al Horford gets in foul trouble on Bam, they can throw Grant Williams at him. If Grant Williams gets in foul trouble, they have Robert Williams. This is going to be a series. I don't think Daniel Tice is going to get a lot of playing time. I just don't think we need him in this series. I think Grant is very capable of guarding both Bam and P.J. Tucker because this isn't a huge team like Milwaukee was. We needed a little bit more physicality. We needed height in times where Al Horford got in foul trouble or Grant got in foul trouble. Daniel Tice filled that void. I don't think that's going to be the case against Miami. I would not be surprised if this is a very heavy Grant Williams, Al Horford, Robert Williams rotation. Uh, With that being said, it is going to be one fun series. It is going to be a very fun series. My prediction is going to be Celtics in six. I think we're going to steal game one or two. I think we'll take two games in Boston. We'll probably lose game five in Miami. And we're going to take it to six. And we're going to win in the Garden. Go to the NBA Finals. That's my prediction for this series. I think the Celtics are going to get it done. And after what we've seen against the Nets and Milwaukee, you got to be confident. You have to be confident going into it. But that's where we're going to wrap things up, guys. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. It just crossed 18,000 members. And I started it one year ago. And we're, honestly, by the end of the playoffs, we'll be over 20,000. That's how fast this is growing. It's about 1,800 members a week get added into it. So join that group. But more importantly, make sure to rate and review the podcast, guys. Every time you rate, every time you leave an actual written review, I get moved up in the charts, which means more people get to hear it. So do all those for me, please. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk to you in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? 